Hi, welcome to Whole and to the Full with myself, one of the co-hosts, Emma Rose Klinger, and I am Chrissy Reinveld, and we are here to introduce to you our brand new podcast that we're starting. We're so excited to bring you along this journey, and we just want to share why we're doing this, why yeah. it matters to us, and um, how we think this will apply to your lives. So we're just two best friends who are also going on uh, the same journey together through Fuller Seminary in Pasadena. And um, we are just wanting to take you guys along this journey so that we can share what we are learning and um, we can just teach you what we're learning and bring you along with us. Yeah, thank yeah. you. And so a little bit about Whole into the Full. So the reason why we named it this is for two reasons. One is the word whole has two sides to that meaning. The first is um, in... Peter 2.24, that's when he talks about Jesus Christ being put on the cross and really essentially bearing the sins uh, onto himself so that way we can live lives of righteousness um, and really be saved by his wounds. So a lot of people say that we've been made whole and we have um, have healing through his stripes. And so yeah. the whole idea of that is being restored to the wholeness. We believe that we are born whole and that the Lord helps us to bring that restoration back into our lives through him because sometimes life can be a little hard there can be yeah. moments of brokenness there yep. can be some dark moments in life but we know that through him that we can have wholeness and restoration yeah. also as it relates to being made whole um, there's this term called sozo that chrissy and i really love and so we've actually been getting equipped in this practice of Sozo, thanks to Sozo Freedom Ministries and, and Lisa um, Roseman over in Southern California. And um, this whole idea of Sozo is essentially being saved, healed, and delivered. It's the yeah. Greek word that's used in the New Testament 110 times. And each time that Jesus did a healing, um, such as in Matthew, um, when I think it was chapter 9, where the woman said, if only I touched his garment right. or I touch his garment, I will be made whole, I'll be made so healed. Good and she touches him, Jesus feels it, and he turns around in the middle of the crowd, and he says, who's touched me? And he tells the woman as he sees her daughter, your faith has made you whole. And so we believe that that wholeness is actually available to each and every one of us, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. And, um, and so that's kind of the two parts to the word whole. And in terms of being made to the full, so in Luke, or sorry, John 10.10, 10, um, there's this scripture where Jesus Christ actually says, that I've, the thief comes to still kill and destroy, but I've actually come to give you life and life to the full. And the Amplified Version actually takes it a step further and says that we can have life to its abundance till it's overflowing. And the way we think about that is no matter what life gives us, we know that we're meant to live and to live it to the fullest and yeah. also overflow so we can share whatever it is that God has to give us and to share with others and really have full love for other people through this space. And so we're pursuing wholeness we're pursuing his abundance in our lives and we are just giving it all going to school for him yep. and we just want to share <laughs> along the journey and overflow with you guys and so um, we also chose the words to the full because we're going to fuller and so we're literally going to fuller yep. and so we thought that would be a fun <laughs> double meaning to every single word we thought of so yes yeah, yeah. and we just think that this podcast will really uh, be beneficial to christian women um, but specifically women who have maybe not had the easiest road in their life. You know, we go through hard things. We um, struggle with life sometimes. And we also have kind of gone through that journey. And so we want to share that with you and be real, raw, and honest about what we're going through, what we have gone through, and how our school is going to apply 
um, to our lives and just make it practical and not be the know-it-alls, right? Like we're learning as we go and we just want to be real with you guys. So um, that kind of brings me to, you know, you're probably wondering why would I want to listen to these girls? I don't know who they are. I don't know much about them. And so these next two um, podcasts will really just be interviewing each other, sharing exactly what we've gone through in life, our good and hard moments. And then we'll just be applying it to what we are learning in school. So that's really um, what we want to do. We just want to share it with you and learn as we go and just be there. Awesome. (laughs) And so with that being said, um, for those of you who don't know us or maybe you do know us and you're cheering us along the sidelines, um, but maybe may not know our stories to the depths that it is, Mm -hmm. um, we invite you to grab a cup of tea a cup of coffee, wherever you are, whether you're in your car, you're listening in on on your podcast, in your room, or or just get comfortable with us. Yeah, just (laughs) sit tight, get cozy. We're going to share our hearts, we're going to share our stories, and we're just going to hope that you join us along the journey as we go through it. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, we're actually going to deep dive into Chrissy Reinbeld's story. And this is so appropriate (laughs) right now because Chrissy actually just celebrated a birthday last week. I did. I'm getting so old. I'm just kidding. I'm 31, so I'm not that old. (laughs) Well, I mean, Jesus had his ministry in his early 30s, so hey. Um, And we're also going to be celebrating her this week. So I think this will be a neat opportunity for people to get to know you. And after we do um, a quick interview with with Chrissy, we're also going to ask her to walk us through our practical pause. So towards the end, we're going to apply something that she actually learned in um, seminary. And um, for those of you who follow our journey on Patreon, as one of our patrons who support us through school, we'll be offering these applied moments to be able to take on a spiritual practice that you might want to try on, see if it fits, and see if it helps you in your walk. So with that said, Chrissy, are you ready? I am ready. (laughs) Yay! (laughs) I'm a little nervous to share my story. I mean, I share my story all the time, but just having it um, out on a platform for everyone to hear I'm just, I'm excited and I'm nervous and I just am excited to see what God's going to do through it. So Awesome. Well, Lord, we know you'll be in this space with us. Yeah. All right. So Chrissy, um, now before we go into your whole life story, let's talk about where you are right now. Okay. You started seminary actually in January, this past January, and then you also got accepted into the Army Chaplain Corps in the spring so you've been up to a lot of change (laughs) um so why don't you take us back like how did you get there to chaplaincy what led you there yeah um so it's kind of an interesting journey to be honest you know that i actually was trying to get out of the army for um, a while i think um, going into the army i thought i would make it a career thing and then as i was in it i loved it i just didn't think it was gonna be my full-time gig so I actually tried to get out of the army a couple times and um, a couple things happened where I had commanders that would literally say "Uh, no I think you're gonna regret this so how about you look at some other options or um, you know COVID hit Mm -hmm. and I needed the money Mm -hmm. so um, you know those things happened and I started to realize like okay God clearly my way is not working the plans that I'm trying to do are not working because you keep planning slamming that door shut yeah yeah and so I just prayed an honest prayer of like okay if this is where you want me then you need to change my heart because it wasn't what I wanted to do and so 
he worked very quickly after that prayer. I think it was within the next two weeks he had spoken. Um, he reminded me that I had thought about being a chaplain through college okay. and doing that in the Army. I made some bad decisions, mm -hmm. kind of went down a totally different route in my life. And um, so I knew that thought was not my own. I wouldn't have just remembered that. So I knew that had to be from God. And um, so I just started kind of to take a deep dive into what that would look like of um, what it would mean to be a chaplain, what kind of school I would have to do. Um, so as I went through that journey, I realized, okay, for the Army, I can't actually even go through the process of applying in, until I'm accepted into a seminary school. Got so, it. Um, I looked into different schools, talked to different avenues of like online school, going to different um, uh, Azusa, Biola, Fuller, and Fuller is just the one that I continually had peace about and mm. just little signs from God of yeah. this is where I want you. Um, so I applied and then found out that there was this massive scholarship that they normally don't have that was specifically for the program I needed to do. But it was to start in like two months. And now what program was this? And when uh, was this? This is yeah. the Masters of Divinity okay. and um, the pastoral counseling track. Got so it. when she said, oh, you know, there's this amazing scholarship, but you'll have to start in January. And I think this was November at that point. Wow. And I was like, no, God, no, too soon. Back up, <laughs> not happening. <laughs> and he was like, well, if you don't apply, I can't work a miracle for you. Wow. And so wow. I did. Obviously. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So I applied. Sure enough, got the scholarship. Um, I think, you know, within a month and a half, I was accepted in school with the scholarship and then other avenues of um, funding to where I was 100% paid for before school even started. Wow. So, so tuition's paid for. Yes. Now you just have to live life. And tuition's <laughs> paid for. Yep. Yeah. Just have pay. to pay my way through now. Yeah. And um, it was interesting because I actually had to start school before even getting accepted on the military side. Yeah. So wow. God was like, hey, military chaplaincy, but you're just going to have to wait to get that approval and trust me through that process. So I was actually in school for, I think, two months before I actually got approved on the military army side to be a chaplain. So wow. Um, yeah, that's kind of where I got to or where I'm at today yeah. and that, that little journey in the last few months uh, prior. Yeah, so what led you to Fuller Seminary specifically? How was that process like for you? Um, like I said, I kind of just researched different schools. Mm -hmm. uh, there was actually a moment where I was talking to another chaplain in the Army about his online career or his online process, and he goes, well, if you want a Fuller experience, then I would do in person. And I was like, a Fuller experience, you say? <laughs> like, Fuller? And so there were just like those little yeah. little hints I felt like were from God. And so, again, I applied, got the scholarship, and it was just very clear that's where I needed to be. Yeah, yeah, especially when you have that scholarship. Yeah. You're like, okay, the looks door like it's was happening. opened so fast and so yeah. easily that it, it just it had to be God. So you know? cool. Yeah. So um, now you've been in seminary for a bit. How has it been being in seminary for the first part of the year? What classes have you been taking on? Yeah. Um, so I, before I started, I had not been in school for nine years. Wow. Um, and it's nerve wracking. It was, but you know, Chrissy, nice and proud was like, I'm going to go full time so I can finish school in three years, get this done and it'll be great. Not so great. <laughs> what does that first, mean? First quarter doing full time after not being in school for nine years was, was 
very humbling yeah. very humbling it was hard yeah like reading each class is a lot of reading and so I had to be humbled a little bit of okay maybe let's take a, only two classes instead yeah. of full time and work your way into it so um I've taken a, a variety of classes um intro to new testament um I've taken a spiritual formation class which was unbelievable like the I just love it the practice that we're actually going to do later today is something I learned from that spiritual formation class it's a biblical meditation that that helps you to just meditate on the word without having to pick it apart and analyze it it just allows God to speak to you in a different way so um and then actually this last class that I took was intro to chaplaincy um and it's kind of it was great to learn um chaplaincy just learning all about it. And I'm grateful I took that after I said yes to chaplaincy because mm. I just learned a lot of things that I didn't know. So in a way it was, I said yes to God blindly and I'm glad I did because it would have made me, it wouldn't have changed my decision. It just, um, it's a big responsibility. It's a yeah. unique um, calling you could say. And um, so I'm just grateful to have been able to learn about it. And I'm, I'm just excited for the call. And um, I also feel the weight of it. It's it's um, a, a unique and um, important yeah. job. Yeah, especially so. in the military. So when yeah. and how did serving in the military even come into your life, the idea of that? Yeah, so um, initially it came from my uncle. Um, so I'll talk more about it later. But my uncle was a huge influence in my life. My aunt and uncle actually raised me from um, about the age of seven. And so he was in the Air Force and, you know, I kind of joke that he tried to get all of his kids to go military and none of them did. How many kids did he have? Oh man. A lot. I think five. Five, okay. Five girls, if I remember correctly. I'm sorry if that's wrong. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so I feel like I was kind of the the last chance and it actually, it, to me, it just made sense to have a, an opportunity to get school paid for, to honor your country, first of all, um, and fight for your country, yeah. whether or not you actually fight or not. But yeah. there's a lot more that goes into that. And, um, and to have a steady career after. So I knew going into school that I would have to pay my way through. Yeah. And having the honor of being in the military, it just kind of all made sense. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's really what started it. Um, and then I I went on recruiting trips for swimming in college. Okay. I was a swimmer pretty much since So college age. athlete? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I swam from like age eight all the way through college. Okay. And um, so I knew I was wow. really ser- seeking out a swimming scholarship. So mm-hmm. I, I actually went on a recruiting trip to the Naval Academy first. Um, but I also knew that my grades may not cut it. Yeah. For an academy because it's, you it's know. pretty top notch, yes. right? Yeah. yeah. And um, so after my recruiting trip there, I went on a recruiting trip to California Baptist University, which is actually where I ended up. Okay. And um, my coach being competitive as he is and wanting to get me on the team was asking about the other schools I was mm. going to, and you know, looking at. So when I told him about the Naval Academy, he told me about ROTC. I had no idea what it was. So he got me in touch with the um, the cadre, we call them, mm. there. And it, it was like a, cool, I can still do military, I can still swim, and kind of have a, a normal yeah. college career, like yeah. not being in a strict academy, you yeah. know? Um, and I think actually 
if I remember correctly, I think Cal Baptist was the only place I applied to that year. Really? I think wow. So. so it was like, all right, this is it, or it's this has nothing to be at it. all. <laughs> well, it sounded like you had some peace about it, and I'm sure yeah. the Lord, you know, brought you through it and to mm-hmm. it. And yep. So I got accepted yeah. again, full scholarship there. Nice. And, um, yeah. That's, and that's ROTC. That's awesome. So. You mentioned your uncle and being in the military, yeah. and I know that you said that they kind of raised you. So can you kind of take us back a little bit further yeah. to little Chrissy? Where was little Chrissy born? Um, and what was your family life like? Um, yeah. As well as, you know, how did you even come to learn about God? And, like, how did little Chrissy come to learn about this big concept of God? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, like I said, my aunt and uncle raised me. Um, my childhood prior to my aunt and uncle was a little messy. Um, so my my parents struggled with addiction growing up, um, and it's still something they're walking through. And um, so my aunt and uncle raised me from age seven all the way all the way through college. Um, my parents were separated, struggled with addiction, and you know they. Um, they struggled with their own stuff from their yeah. childhood. Yeah. And so they were in a place where they were trying to figure out how to be healthy themselves and yeah. walk through that while also trying to take care of their, their children. Yeah. And so I think a lot of times with addiction, we kind of just blame them and tell them, like, you need to stop. And it's not that easy. Right. You know, addiction generally stems from deep-rooted issues that yeah. – um, that take time to work through. Mm-hmm. And um, so my aunt and uncle took me in so that they could work on the things that they yeah. needed to work on to get healthy, um, to work on some of the healing from their yeah. past life and from their traumas. And so um, Jesus came in really through that. Um, wow. I, um, I kind of tell this story where I didn't really know exactly who Jesus was. Um, but I always had this inner sense of, we, I mean, now as Christians, we call it a peace that surpasses all understanding. Yeah. And it sounds kind of cliche to say that, but it really, to the, to the core, that's what it was. Um, I just always knew that I was safe. I always knew that um, everything was going to be okay. And so there was a moment when my aunt and uncle took me in, and I heard this song and um, it's a very sad song, so just, like, be weary if you go you listen, listen to, to it. it. I can't listen to it without it crying. Yeah. Also, because it has such a um, a big meaning for me. But right. it's called The Little Girl by, I believe it's John Montgomery, John Michael Montgomery. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically the song talks about a girl whose parents are walking through addiction and really struggling with that. And in the song, there's a traumatic event where um, her her parents pass away. And so she gets taken by another family, and they bring her to church, and she's looking at this picture on the wall, and it's a picture of Jesus on the cross on the wall. Hmm. And um, the the Sunday school teacher says, do you, do you know who that is? And she yeah. says, well, I, I don't know who he is or what his name is, but I know him because wow. he was with me the day that my parents passed away. I just got goosebumps right now. Yeah, it's a very, <sighs> wow. very powerful song, and... Mm. I just remember when I heard that song, I remember, and I was young, I probably was under the age of 10, I had to be, and I just remember knowing that feeling of, I don't know what his face looks like, I don't know who he is, I don't know his name, I just know that that is where my peace came from, that is where my security came from, 
And so from that moment, it just made sense. Right. You know, I just knew. I just knew. Um, so then later, walking through life, grew, uh, growing up in church, uh, my, my aunt and uncle sent me to Christian camp in the summer. Yeah. And so I'm fun. sure everyone's kind of, every Christian that's grown up has gone to the Christian camps yeah. where you're around the fire, uh, yeah. the big fire place pit, whatever, yeah. and you're writing down all of your sins as like, <laughs> A what, 10-year-old? Yeah. And you're like, I lied to my mom about the Oreos that yeah. I stole. Like, you know, the little things so that you're, cute. <laughs> you're so convicted about. But, like, that's real for you at that time, you know? And, um, I mean, I definitely had some other stuff. Like, I was really young smoking cigarettes at the wow. age of seven with, you know, with wow. the living with my parent, my mom. I was hanging around with all the bad kids. And, wow. you know, I actually got in trouble because my bangs were frayed. And she was like, why are your bangs burnt? And I was like, uh, no reason. You know, so like, I don't know. Yeah. You, you write down all these things that you've done, you've gone through. Yeah. And um, so I remember in that moment just being like, okay, Jesus, I'm so sorry. You know, I just want, I want to live for you. I want you to forgive yeah. me. I want to go to heaven. And so that's really where it started. Mm. Um, you know, it's been a journey since then. But yeah. that's where Jesus came in and how I really knew that he was, he was real. Awesome. And so at that point you declared, you were at yep. camp and you said, Jesus, I want to give my life yep. to you. Little like 10 year old bawling her eyes out, <laughs> burning my piece of paper with all of my sins. Yeah. And <laughs> I love it. I love yes. it. Um, and so from that point to where you are right now, mm -hmm. were there any points in your story of the last 31 years of your life really um, and maybe these were moments of brokenness where you didn't know that it was Jesus at the time, but now that you look back, you're like, oh yeah, Jesus was definitely there helping guide yeah. me and hold my hand through that moment. Yeah. Would you mind kind of walking us through a couple of those? Do we have like three hours? No, <laughs> we do not. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Um, yes, there are very, there are moments. And um, to preface that, I feel like a lot of those moments have been some of the harder moments. Um, you know, we can go through life and have things go great, and we may not always give God the glory for that. Yeah. Um, and especially through the hard moments, we tend to maybe blame him. Yeah. And um, hmm. I definitely was there, but as I've grown in my faith and I've learned to look back at those moments, I've learned to um, kind of ask where he was, and this is something we kind of learn in Sozo is, ask him where he was, ask him um, how he felt during those times. And so I've, I've honestly been able to go back and look at things and recreate, not recreate my memories, but look at it at, at, through a lens of Jesus was there yeah. and how he actually um, either protected me or helped me through those moments, even when he couldn't actually pull me out of the trauma. Or, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, there are times, unfortunately, where there is evil in the world and yeah. he has to allow things because of free will. You yeah. Know? Um, he does not make us go through it. He does not cause those things to happen by any means. Yeah. Uh, but he does have to allow them. Yeah. And, and I think an interesting thing about free will is in order for us to freely love him, we have to also freely reject him. Yes. And he's I, not going to force us no, to love him. No. And in that same way, yeah. we can freely love people or freely hurt. Yep. them yep. Um, and so and hurt people hurt people yeah 
at so, the end of the day. Um, and healed people healed people. And healed people healed so, people. Okay, so heal us. Tell us more about <laughs> these yeah. moments. So, I mean, honestly, the first thing that I would say that he really showed up is through my aunt and uncle. Yeah. Like I said, my parents had to walk through their addiction and had to learn how to grow and heal and still walk through that. And yeah. um, my, my aunt and uncle were the hands and feet of Jesus in those moments where yeah. they took me in, they provided for me, they gave me a safe place to grow and mm-hmm. learn and heal from my past and the things I walked through. Like I said, <laughs> I was smoking cigarettes really young. Like who knows yeah. where I would be today. And I used to joke about the things that could have been. I don't do that anymore because that's not great. But I just, I really don't know where I would be today if it weren't for them. And that is, you know, th- that is not a, a like, shame to my parents yeah. whatsoever because they were struggling and they, they needed to learn to take care of themselves so that they could take care of me. Yeah. And my aunt and uncle were that just the way that God used to allow them to heal as well as protect me through the process. I love that. Yeah. And so have things gotten better with your parents? Have you yeah. been able to? Yeah. yeah. They, you know, they, they still kind of walk through healing, yeah. you know, just like we all do and some's harder than others. Yeah. Um, but my relationship with them has really healed a lot and it's, it is such a blessing. They are a part of my love life that. and my brother and sister and, mm. you know, Jesus is definitely the best healer and his timing is perfect and we yeah. just have to trust him through those those times so yeah so that would be kind of the first thing I would say okay Um, the second would be um, a moment in my life that was traumatic and it was hard but like I said as I've gone through counseling and gone through times with Jesus just um, learning and growing he's shown me where he was in that so um, when I was 18 it was actually on my 18th birthday. Wow. Um, my best friend at the time, um, she threw a little party for me, as high schoolers do. Mm. Um, I think we were just out of high school, probably. And um, so she threw a party for me, had some friends over. We were drinking, having a good time. And um, unfortunately, there, you know, parties can get out of hand. Yeah. People come, you don't know who they are. Yeah. And there were um, some guys there that we didn't know, but you know, you don't just kick people out. It's just what it is. So yeah. um, there was a moment where I went upstairs to the bedroom to mm-hmm. go use the restroom and I was followed up um, and I was taken advantage of. And in that moment, thank goodness, I was um, able to kind of break away. And um, my my best friend at the time, she saw me running downstairs, kind of running away from the party and immediately she ran after me yeah found out what happened and shut down the party kicked everyone out without a question yeah and she nurtured me throughout the night she was Mm. there for me she made sure I was okay and I never told anyone about it for a long time you know you you go through sexual assault and you think well I was drinking it was my fault or you know make up all the excuses and Satan tries to tell you that it was your fault and shame you and doesn't want you to heal, you know? Right. And And wants it to be in the secret. Like it wants to be in the darkness. Right. And so it took me a long time to open up about it and um, get counseling and get help for it. And as I went through therapy, the the therapist um, actually pointed out to me that um, because my friend was that, that support system in that moment and it was immediate, 
it actually helped my healing down the line. Mm. Whereas other um, other survivors who maybe have to sit with it by themselves for that long, right? It's a different kind of healing process. You have a little bit um, yeah. bigger triggers, yeah. and you know, I feel like I've been very blessed where. Um, I, I almost had a shame of like, I don't feel super triggered from this. And mm. I don't, I definitely had my triggers and I definitely had the trauma, but it wasn't as as intense as some. And um, I learned that that was such a blessing because she nurtured me through right, that. And I right. know that in that moment, God showed up. Yeah. Despite him not being able to stop it. Yeah. Um, he showed up with a friend that was there to nurture me. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, even, and with sexual assault in general, I feel like, it's not fair to really compare because that experience yeah. is your own. And mm-hmm. it's like, and to, it's almost like a, a negative shame. Like, oh, I don't feel enough. So let me feel more. And that, yeah. that's totally from the enemy too. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Thank you. And what a great friend you had at that birthday. And look, how many <laughs> years actually, later? I actually went to her after this uh, therapy retreat I went to. And when I got that revelation from the therapist, I went to her and I was like, so I never knew this, but like you were a really big part of my healing and I know that you were there for me, but this is even more yeah. so like such an impact. And um, so we had a special moment to be able to just look back and um, have a, an extra bit of healing moment through that. So, wow. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um, so I'll just talk about one more okay. um, Let's do aspect it. that I feel like has been a huge thing in my life and really I would say pushed me to where I am today. Um, So I was married and divorced, you know, Mm -hmm. and um, it was a interesting journey to walk through, you know, being married and then divorced. And that long were you married for? I was married for three years. Okay. um, But I was with Ryan. His name was Ryan. Um, I was with Ryan for eight years total. Okay. Yeah. So um, I I spent a big chunk of my life with yeah. him, especially at that point. It was yeah. like a, a third of my life by that point. Right, so right. Um, we got divorced, and less than a year after we got divorced, he actually passed away um, to suicide. And um, I will be honest, after the divorce, <laughs> I didn't deal with it. I just, I was angry at him. I didn't want to deal with it. I just wanted to get a job. I wanted to work my life away. I wanted to smoke a lot of weed and yeah. just numb myself. You know, I, yeah. didn't, I just didn't want to deal with it. I was so hurt and angry. And so when he died, it was like a double whammy. It was like, okay, I have to not only deal with losing my marriage, losing who I thought was the love of my life, um, but I had to deal with actually, actually losing him and yeah. losing the life. Um, and I, I think I definitely had hopes of restoring friendship and seeing him restored. Mm. I prayed for him every day. I really believed that he was going to walk in restoration and healing and fullness. So On this side of life. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. And so when that didn't happen, um, I was very angry. Yeah. I smoked even more weed. I numbed myself even more. You know, I partied. I slept around. I did everything that did not help my healing. And um, I was very angry with God. Yeah, straight up. Yeah, and I was not scared to tell him, which I'm grateful for. (laughs) Most people are. I don't think I would have told other people. Yeah. But I was was not scared to tell God that. And I never, um, as far as I remember, I never renounced my faith, but 
I just, I didn't want to talk to him. I knew he was there. I just was like, go sit in the corner, God, I'm mad at you. You know, like, I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to, I don't even want to, like, try to bring this to you for healing. But deep inside, um, I knew that I needed to. Yeah. I knew that that was going to be the only way I would find healing and be able to move on. And, I mean, I had to quit my job. I was working a really good sales job, making really good money, you know, all of the things, you know, it looked like everything was great, I but know. I was just, you know, surviving. So yeah. when he died, I had to quit my job. I started serving in a restaurant, just needed to make money, go to work, go home, smoke some weed, and not take work home, you know? Yeah. So um, through that journey, though, once I started to realize that, okay, weed's actually not helping me. I'm getting more anxious yeah. after I smoke, and mm-hmm. um, it's not helping me move forward. And I remember journaling I, okay, I'm going to quit on this day. I'm going to do this. I'm going to quit when I run out of weed. And, you know, yeah. it's, addiction runs in my blood. Yeah. So it's, and it's not an that illness. easy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I, I really started to seek out, like, okay, I've got to be real. i got to find a place that I can actually get help and get healing, and I can't do it on my own. And because I was getting to the place where I was depressed, and I wasn't being nice to people, and um, it – if you don't work on things, they bleed yeah. out in every aspect of your life, whether you want it to or not. And mm-hmm. so um, I actually found a Bible study. I was I was working almost every single day, and um, I, I was, like, just searching for anything. I searched, like, ten different churches, needed to just find something on the one night that I had off of work. Wow. And just so happens I found that. Yeah. I found an amazing group of girls yeah. and an amazing leader. And they walked, they helped me through it. But there was a period of time where I was, I was going to Bible study and smoking weed after and then, you know, feeling that tension of needing to open up about it and be real, but scared because I didn't want people to look at me different or judge me, you know, and um, unfortunately, there are some places that aren't safe. And Mm -hmm. you do have to be able to find a safe church home that you can be real with and have that open conversation and and have them love you through that journey rather than you just need to quit and you're terrible because you can't quit on your own you know and so God really like to to have only one night that I could go and have it be there it was a God thing for sure and my leader from that church is still a big part of my life She's the she literally left me a birthday present on my door doorstep last night. She's just so sweet. She's always there so if I need nice. her. Yeah. So um, there was a night where I remember the Bible study prior. I was just so convicted. I was just torn up because I smoked weed after Bible study. I didn't want to, but I did. And so the next time, I really wanted to be open and real, but I was struggling with that. Yeah. And so. Um, of course, God's perfect timing. There were like three or four girls that shared like really big stuff in their life, you know, things that they were really struggling with. Some of it I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not that bad. <laughs> like this is okay, yeah. you know, like we all struggle with yep. this stuff. We all struggle with something, addiction, you know, whatever it is yeah. we struggle with. And so because other girls were able to be open and real, it allowed space for me to be open and real. And not only that, but our leader, um, her reaction and how she loved them through it allowed everyone to continue to be open and real. It's such a good leader. There's like the anointed tissue box where everybody's (laughs) crying and like, you know, we're all opening up. It was was, um, 
it was just a really special night. So that night, actually, I still had the weed in my car. I remember going home um, after crying and, you know, opening up about those things. Um, I remember just taking my weed, throwing it in the dumpster on my way up to my apartment. And that was that. Wow. And I won't say that, you know, those those urges and stuff don't come back because there are times where, you know, you go through a stressful moment and for years, you smoked weed to get through that stressful yeah, moment. So yeah. those triggers come up. Yeah. Um, but now I have the tools to walk through it. And if it weren't for that Bible study, like, it, it just is the craziest thing that God would show up in that moment, in that one day with the perfect people. It's mm, just, it's just such so a God special. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so cool that in you sharing and kind of taking that out of the darkness, right? And not in hiding, but out of hiding. Yeah. It was almost like everyone brought that out and you were able to kind of flush that yeah. down the toilet. You didn't need to keep it. Yeah. It's yeah. So and awesome. I just think that, I, I mean, I mentioned this before, of finding those people that you can trust and that you're safe with is just so um, important. And um, if it, it, I mean, they, they took all of my truth. It wasn't yeah. just the weed. It was... They received my truth of my past of addiction running in the family, of going through, um, you know, being sexually assaulted, going through a marriage and divorce, and that alone, go, getting divorced, some places won't accept that and yeah. will look down up, upon that. Yep. So they just received all of it and made me feel so loved, mm. and that's that's what Jesus did. And that's what the church is supposed to do. That's yep. what we're supposed to do. I, yep. I just love that Jesus did not ask you to change before he met you. He actually met you yeah. where, where you were. Like he yeah. met that woman at the well, right when she was doing the, her middle yeah. of the day thing. <laughs> well, Jesus didn't come for the perfect people. Yeah. He came for the broken. Right, like, right, that's right. That's why he's the physician. He's the great yes. physician. Because people, we don't need to go to church because we're perfect. We go to yeah. church because we need church. And we yeah. Need God. <laughs> yeah. It's like we, we don't have to be perfect. Totally. We were born whole. And then these moments of brokenness happen. And sometimes the, the hiding is what makes us think that that brokenness is alone. But it almost sounds like as other people shared that, their yeah. brokenness, yeah. it allowed you to be real about your own, acknowledge mm -hmm. your own, and allow him to make it whole yeah. in community, which yeah. is just so beautiful. And I think one of the biggest things, too, is it's not just a straight line journey. You yeah, know? like it never is. Right. It's <laughs> I, like I have two analogies where you're on a roller coaster with all the loops and the twists and the turns and yeah. you're upside down and then you're straight and you're getting drenched by the water <laughs> on the whatever ride that is. Yeah. Um, but also when when you go through grief, you know, you have the however oh. many stages of grief there is. And I saw this image of, um, you know, you have one step, 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 and those are the steps you go through. And it's like, actually, no, you're like yeah. all over the place. One day you're mad, you're angry, you're sad, you're yeah. crying, you're, it's all in one. Yep. And so I feel like your journey as a Christian doesn't have to be perfect. Right. It can be all over the place. And you that's how you get to actually see his goodness because you mess up. Yeah. We're going to mess up. Yeah. And then he's still there. Yeah. Holding you and yep. nurturing you and yep. loving you through it. And he helps you get better the next time. And yeah. then the next time. And the next time. I love yep. that. And I just love how you just kind of talked through Jesus kind of walking through the years with you. So I'm curious how you came from that point. Mm -hmm. um, really coming back to the Lord, it sounds like, after all of these things and through the things and like seeing that he was there. Maybe he was in the corner for a bit. Yeah. And then, you know, <laughs> he helped kind of free you of, of yeah. some things. Um, to now being in seminary. So how mm -hmm. did that kind of transition happen? Yeah. 
Um, I think it was a couple things of, one, just needing to accept him. Yeah. You know, of I don't have to do this on my own. I can't allow him to help me. And learning how to do that. You know, learning to actually let him. You know, there. I kind of joke with our Bible study girls that sometimes if you don't know what to do, you literally just, like, physically surrender. Like, okay, God, I'm giving it to you because I don't know what to do. And since I don't know what to do, this is my act of, like, giving it to you. Yeah, surrender. Yeah, literally, (laughs) literally. Um, So I think that that's just part of the journey. And also just making the decision to move forward. Yeah. You know, there's there's a difference between sitting in your trauma, sitting in the things you've been through, and I hate I hate using this word, but being a victim. Yeah. And having that mindset of, okay, I've been through this and you know, I I'm still in this. And it's like, no, at some point I had to make a decision that my past doesn't define me, that yeah. the things I've been through aren't they they have made me who I am and yeah. they've helped me grow, but I don't have to sit in that forever. Right. And it's empowering to choose wholeness, to choose right. healing, to choose to get better. Yeah. And it's like, how do I, I, I struggle with this concept because I never want anyone to feel ashamed that they're still working through their brokenness because yeah. there is no shame in it. You do have to take the time to heal and take that time um, to sit with God to grow. But there's a difference between sitting in it forever and yeah. walking with God through it. Yeah. And, you know, there's that um, footprints in the sand. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure there. I think it's a poem. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, okay, God, I'm I'm walking and I'm struggling. So where are you? And he's like, actually, I'm carrying you. And so <laughs> it's to me, it's yeah. letting him do that. Yeah, the letting him do it, letting him heal you. That it's him. I love that. And also, I think that made me think of the illustration of the part in the Bible where there's this man that's sitting in the well or sitting near a well. That's a well mm-hmm. of healing. And I think yeah. um, Jesus comes and sees him. And he's been sitting there, I think, for over 30 years. I don't, I don't know if that's the right <laughs> amount of time. So please, Bible We're scholars, tell me, tell me if I'm doing this wrong. We're still learning theology. We're still learning. <laughs> I haven't started school yet. Um, but uh, he's been sitting there for a long time. And mm-hmm. he hasn't been able to move yeah. on over to the well where everyone's yeah. gotten healing. And so for whatever reason, he hasn't gotten it yet. So he's been sitting on his mat for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and Jesus comes up to him and says, well, do you want to be made whole? Do you want to be healed? And so he says, yes. And then he just tells him, okay, well, pick up your mat and walk. Yeah. And it's like, I think that's the act of faith. Mm -hmm. The picking up your mat. Picking up your mat. I have to pick up my mat and walk. Yeah. And to just decide to pick it up. And sometimes it feels like a daily choice. But over time, it starts to feel like the natural choice. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So I just took... So much. I mean, I, you already know that I've just really enjoyed being your friend. And yeah, <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> and I know your story has just like helped me so much yeah. uh, personally. And I'm so excited to share well, more about I think that that's later. The other part of what we walk through is God uses it all. Yeah. And we are a perfect example of that. Yeah. And more to come. Yes. Episode you guys, two. You guys will hear Emma Rose's story <laughs> next, but um, there have been multiple things in my life that I've had to walk through um, and now God has used to help you yeah and very specific crazy very things. specific yeah <laughs> so um, he's think, such a specific God I think yeah, that's what I love about he him is in the details he's so in the and, details you know everything we go through he doesn't go it doesn't go to waste he uses yeah. our scars 
to yeah. help other people heal yeah. and heal their scars. So um, it's 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 an odd thing to be like, thanks God that I went through that so that I could help someone else. But I don't wish you... I went through it, but I kind of am glad I did now, you know, because yeah. you you get to have impact on other people. And again, that's part of why we're doing this podcast is because we really want to share yeah. what we've gone through and you know, not that we are perfect or that we're fully healed because we're always walking through that stuff. From glory to glory to glory. Yes, yeah. yeah. And uh, But our testimonies are real, and there is so much power in testimony. And just sharing what I've walked through and what I've healed from hopefully will touch, even if it's just one person, to touch you and to help you heal. And um, that's, I think, one of the biggest things. And to just share our journey through school. So yeah, thank you so much for letting me talk your ear off for yeah. <laughs> well, um, thank you for just that overview synopsis of your yeah. life story. I know you could share so 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 much more. Yeah, because there's so much that you've walked through. But just even taking us through those pivotal moments in your life has been mm -hmm. really great. Um, so thank you for that. And so at this point, we'd actually like to invite you all into this practical pause. So yeah. um, for this episode and for um, episodes moving forward, we're going to have this point in the episode, we're going to have a practical pause, which is when we actually apply something that we've learned. And so because Chrissy started already, she's Yay. been able to take the practice that she mentioned earlier um, and yeah. has abbreviated it as a, um, as a shortened biblical meditation. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so I guess at this point, I'll just let you lead us to our through our practical pause. Yeah. Um, before cool. we end. I'm excited. Yeah, so um, this is, it is called Lectio Divina. Um, this is basically just a biblical meditation. As I mentioned prior, it's a way to just meditate on the word uh, without having to analyze its actual, like, theological meaning or, um, you know, what is, what is this actually saying? This is just a way to allow God to speak to you through um, some verses. So, okay. Um, first, just make sure you grab a piece of paper and a pen um, so that you can write down anything that you think God is saying to you through this. Um, take a moment to silence your phones. Maybe put it on airplane mode so that no yeah. one can disturb you through this. Um, yeah, just remove any distractions and get comfortable. If you feel like you want to lay down or just shut the lights off, whatever you want to do to get comfortable and to feel safe and ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so um, basically what I'm going to do is I'm going to read through a passage in Psalms. of um, I'm going to read it four different times. Each time I'm going to give you directions on basically what to do for the next reading. Um, so as I'm going through this, I just really want you to um, listen to your thoughts because Jesus talks to us in many different ways, right? Some of us hear things. Um, some of us can visualize things. Some of us just have a sense of, I know this is what is being said to me. Um, so really just take a second as you're going through this to pay attention to those things and really be aware. Um, and then as you hear things, you know, write them down or um, just write things down because you may not remember what was said and then you can take it later and talk to Jesus about it more. And then the last thing I want to say is just, um, if you feel like you receive something that is um, hurtful or shameful or it's not biblical, that would be a moment to take that 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 thought captive, yeah, yeah. as the Bible says, and surrender that to God, um, because He will not do that in this time. He will honor that you are coming to Him and that you want to hear from Him, 
but if it is hurtful, shameful, or anything that's just not edifying, um, we know that's not from God. Um, so we just want to take that captive and just basically like throw it away. Yeah, and just see what away. he has in exchange because he will not let you sit with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, first we're going to close our eyes, and Emeros, you're going to kind of be the example if anyone okay. wants to watch you. Or I'm anything. so ready. So, yay, I'm so awesome. Ready. <laughs> okay, so go ahead and take close your eyes. And take a few deep breaths in through your mouth, out through, in through your nose, out through your mouth. <laughs> and just take a couple, get comfortable, and really start to just get in a peaceful place. And I'm just going to pray really quick. Lord, we just thank you so much for this time. We thank you for our listeners. We thank you for this divine moment that you have ordained I just ask you to open up the hearts and minds of anybody that is listening to this live or if you're listening to this recording. Um, we, just, we just thank you that you honor us. Your children are here to listen to you, so I thank you that you're going to protect their minds and their hearts, and I just thank you again that you are going to speak so loudly to each and every one of them. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. Um, so before I read the first, I just want you to close your eyes. And I want you to really fix your eyes on Jesus and ask him out loud. You can just ask him, Jesus, where are you in the room right now? Jesus, where are you in the room right now? So just take a second, listen to him, pray and fix your eyes on him, identify where he might be. Okay, so the first time I read through this verse, just listen to it. Don't overanalyze it. Just listen. And this is Psalm 91, 10 through 14. When we live our lives within the shadow of God Most High, our secret hiding place, we will always be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us? God sends angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go, defending you from all harm. If you walk into a trap, they'll be there for you and keep you from stumbling. You'll even walk unharmed amongst the fiercest powers of darkness, trampling every one of them beneath your feet. For here is what the Lord has spoken to me, because you loved me, delighted in me, and have been loyal to my name, I will greatly protect you. Now I'm going to read this again. And as you listen to it, I want you to listen to a word or phrase that is highlighted, whether it's um, just something that stands out to you or if it's something um, maybe you feel like you need to hear. Just as I read it this time through, just really pay attention to what is, um, what's being said and highlighted. When we live our lives within the shadow of God Most High, our secret hiding place, we will always be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us? God sends angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go, defending you from all harm. If you walk into a trap, They'll be there for you and keep you from stumbling. You'll even walk unharmed amongst the fiercest powers of darkness, 
trampling every one of them beneath your feet. For here is what the Lord has spoken to me. Because you loved me, delighted in me, and have been loyal to my name, I will greatly protect you. Just want to give you a couple minutes to ponder and listen to what might have been highlighted. Okay, so this next time, I want you to really listen to that word again. Really take that to Jesus and ask him, what is it that you're telling me about this word? What about this word might be applicable to my life right now? Just ask him some questions. Kind of have a um, internal dialogue with Jesus about what, why this is highlighted to you and what you might need to know about it. When we live our lives within the shadow of God Most High, our secret hiding place, we will always be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us? God sends angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go defending you from all harm. If you walk into a trap, they'll be there for you and keep you from stumbling. You'll even walk unharmed amongst the fiercest powers of darkness, trampling every one of them beneath your feet. For here is what the Lord has spoken to me. Because you loved me, delighted in me, and have been loyal to my name, I will greatly protect you. So at this time, with your pen and paper, I just want you to maybe write down the questions that you asked him, um, write down some key responses that you feel you got from him. Um, you could even, if you have more questions, write those down so that at a later time, when you have more time than that we have here, you can just talk to him more about it. You can um, just really have a dialogue with him and journal what yeah. you're feeling, journal your thoughts, journal the, um, the response, and then also just ask him, um, are you inviting me into anything with this? Are you um, inviting me into a greater healing, or are you inviting me to just walk through something, or are you just encouraging me? You know, is there anything you can, as you would talk to a friend or a counselor, those are the kind of things that you can take to Jesus in this practice. This practice. Practice. I love it. <laughs> it's a new, new word. I <laughs> love it. This exercise. Yeah. And, um, and you can just talk to him about it. So good. Yeah. So just sit with him. Allow him to speak to you. I'm going to pray one more time and then we will kind of close this out. Yeah. All right. Okay. Lord, we thank you so much for your kindness. We thank you for your gentleness. We thank you for your love. We thank you that you are always gentle mm. and you are always speaking to us, even when we don't know it, even when we don't realize it, you are always speaking to us. I pray that you continue to speak to each and every one that has listened to this today. I pray that you help them to reflect on what you have said and on your word as they rest in your presence today. I pray for a special blessing over each and every one of them, and I just pray for a hedge of protection as they continue through their yeah. day and their quiet time with you. I thank you again for this divine appointment and this opportunity to just spend time with you 
and to just share real life. Mm. I thank you that you are always good. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Chrissy. Thank you. That I feel so much peace here. It feels so good. Thank you awesome. so much for teaching some of what you learned. It's honestly, a, it's really cool to be able to share this stuff with you guys and just do a, a mini, it's a very mini practical um, application. Generally, this would be about 45-minute exercise where I really give you time to pause and talk with God about this stuff. Um, and we also want to invite you that if you feel you um, had this massive revelation or just something you want to share, or even if it's something you might need to work through a little bit, I invite you to either go to a pastor or go to someone to talk about it. But if you have a, a testimony or something that you want to share with us, we would absolutely love to hear it, maybe share it with some of our, user, our um, listeners and yeah. um, anything you feel like you want to share yeah. yeah, and you Please can catch do. us on our socials, so YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. Yep. Also, you can email us and on, go on our website and just reach out to us. Um, yeah. And, yeah, that was I, – I, I'm just so glad that you got to teach that to us. Um, so and I'm much. so excited for our other practical pauses where we get to practice a lot more of these application, yeah. you know, applicable moments um, that we can bring in and really try on for our practice um, yeah. and our spiritual practices. So. That said, um, any last words before we say goodbye to our audience? Um, I don't think so. Just okay. I'm, I'm so um, grateful for anybody who's listening, and I'm just so grateful that you know we have this opportunity to share real life with you guys and what we're learning. And um, also, I just thank you for receiving my truth and yeah. listening to my truth. And I know that sometimes real life can be heavy and it can be hard to listen to and I'm just grateful that you guys listened and I hope that it blesses you and helps you know that if I can walk through life and the things I've been through and can heal that God wants to do the exact same if not more for you so yeah um, just just trust him with that journey and decide walk through it yeah do it so good yeah okay well thank you for joining us on whole and to the full this episode Yay. we look forward to our next intro episode that's coming up in a couple weeks you get to hear all of emma rose's story ah! <laughs> and until then reach out to us on all the socials like and subscribe share this video with yes. anyone else you think can gain you know a blessing through it can relate to it and thank you so much for yes. joining us thank you so have much. a great rest of your day bye, bye. <laughs>